Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, Radio to Heal the Heart. No, that's not right. <laughs> it's a little bit of it, right? It's close. It's something about the heart, the soul, and the consciousness. And uh, we're just going to combine them all today and just say welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show. Depends, yeah. depends on, guess, on which one you want to stack it, first. It does. I always have my, my same opening, and I... You know, occasionally, I don't know, the guides are here this morning. Uh, my voice is a little bit rough, and I'm excited about my guest. And there's also this massive astrological event happening. Uh, I thought we were uh, all good. Oh, no, no, no. That was just, what? you know, Mercury went direct. Yeah. Thank goodness. But wait till you hear. Okay. Seriously. Seriously. Wait well, till you hear what is happening today, right around noon Pacific time. <gasps> it is fantastic. Noon? It's, yeah. Like, yeah. right at the very top? Well, 12.04, I think it is. <laughs> do I need to be in the building at the time, or do I have to be outside? Um, I think you're okay. I think I'm all right. Oh, that's good. I think you're going to be okay. Uh-huh. Nothing is falling. You know, nothing. That's good. That's from, a start. From the sky. That's good. But and, and nothing is falling in here. We fixed our door for you, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I was able to get in. You were. I was really, really glad about that. Yeah. Anyway, so now 12 everybody's 04, like twelve oh four, huh? Twelve oh four Pacific. Pacific time. Three oh four Eastern. Twelve oh four. Um, I'm just gonna tell you what it is, and then we'll, no, we'll get wait, into. Oh wait. no, okay. I'm gonna make you wait. I would. I'm gonna. It's a cliffhanger. You have to I stay. Think so. Yeah, you gotta All listen. Right. You gotta listen. Or wait till twelve oh four. Well, at twelve oh four, you might mark it. Like put a little timer on your watch or something. I don't want to count down. I think. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Um, it's fun. It's fun. I, I love to look at the stars. I do believe, like I say, that we're greater than the stars. But the influences are out there as an energy person, a frequency person, you know, and uh, <clears throat> possibly an old soul. We'll talk about that. I could be so old. That's what ha- that's what that explains everything. It just explains the whole thing. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. But uh, I am the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area. And um, I'm out in the community doing crystal bowl healing concerts every month. So stick around. I think I'm doing one at uh, uh, Bali Yoga in Sammamish this month. You can always check the Bali Yoga calendar and you can also get on, uh, go to ReikiOasis.com and join my newsletter where you will get announcements about things that I'm doing. And of course... Um, I'm, I'm always got Reiki classes going. I've got the Temple of the Divine Feminine going, all kinds of things. You can check it out at ReikiOasis.com. A big thank you and shout out to my Patreon community. This is a listener-supported show, and every little bit helps keep me on the air to bring you amazing guests like what we're going to have today. So without, and by the way, you can schedule everything through for, with me through schedule.reikioasis.com. A big thank you to Indigo Hawk for all that he does behind the scenes to keep my technology up and running. I've been doing a lot of little Facebook Lives with little snippets of information. I've gotten really good positive feedback from people. You can find those at facebook.com slash reikioasis, and you can also find them at Facebook.com slash Warrior Queen. And Loretta. Yes. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, you can. You can also see Loretta and her beautiful face on the YouTube. Yes, 1150 KKNW.com. We are streaming live right now as we speak. Oh. However, we do encore your show. Yes. You wouldn't see that live. 
However, we can see you, your shining face, and I know. all about it. I know. By the way, I've got really positive feedback on that video because I've posted a couple of those yeah? KKNW uh, YouTube videos. And mm-hmm. people are like, oh, we can see you. You know, even if they can't see my guests, which I'm sorry about at this point. but uh, That's what the kids are doing these days. Yep. Yep. Showing your face. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So we, we made it. We're in April. We are in April. We are in Aries. Yep. Aries. First sign of the zodiac. And today, I'll just tell you, today, April 4th, 2019, we have a rare 242-year alignment it hasn't happened for 242 years. It will not happen for another 242 years. And it is a, uh, an alignment happening between Pluto and the Truth South Node today at 12.04 p.m. The last time this happened was December 31st, 1776. Thrown it way back. In Capricorn. Oh. And the next time it will happen will be 2261. So this is a very rare. So this will be the only time we're going to have mm-hmm. an opportunity. So at 12.04, this is pretty important, people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone on this planet now, this yep. is your opportunity. This is it. After this, forget about it. That's right. Okay. But we are going to feel the influence of this for a while. And a lot of people are calling this like the Pluto return. Because 1776, what happened in our country? <gasps> Just saying. Does everyone remember their history? I don't know. I think everyone's all like scratching their heads. They're like, uh. uh something about the, uh, somebody signed something. Might have been some independence. Some independence. Launched. Some, yes, a lot of guys were signing some paperwork. Yeah. 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 There are a few things like yeah. that. A lot of guys yeah. talking over the weekend. That's right. Signing, some guys- a, <laughs> <laughs> signing a large contract. <laughs> they go, just sign right here. And they all had beautiful penmanship, you know. What they happened? They did, that, you know. They? I think it likes John Adam. Let's keep that strong. Yeah. So it's big stuff. And what does it mean? It means collectively and personally, this is an opportunity to transform the past, including and most especially transmuting and transforming all negative patterns, all negative patterns that have come from the dying dominator paradigm that we have been living in for the past 6,500 years. And it's asking us to move into the higher vibrational energies of love, compassion, kindness, caring, forgiveness, acceptance, and joy. Wow. So if we are conscious and intentional now and over this next year, especially during the the month of April and beyond, we can choose to engage in a time of high ceremonial magic for our own healing. And what I mean by that is that your healing is really being supported. It could also be a time where we find we're facing our own shadow, both personally and collectively, because the reality is that any time we step forward into intention around healing, which we've got Chiron and Aries, so that's going to be the healing of our wound of identity, you know, everything that's standing in the way uh, uh, reveals itself. And the shadow, there's a lot of stuff in that shadow. So it might not be easy. It might be feeling disempowering at first. Some of you have might been really a little bit um, edgy or um, reactive lately that you realize that it's intended to return us to our true selves, dying to who we have believed ourselves to be so we can be reborn to who we really are. 
And if that's not enough, we've got a big event tomorrow on April 5th. We have a new moon at 15 degree Aries. And the new moon, by definition, you know, is about new beginnings. And because it's the first new moon happening after um, the uh, beginning of the zodiac year, the equinox, it's got a double dose of new beginning energy. So Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. The other 11 signs wouldn't exist if Aries didn't have the courage and the desire to emerge and exist. Aries' motto is, just do it. You have 11 more signs to perfect your action, but first, you have to take action. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Guess what? Who knew? So the new moon is asking us to discern between what is very important and what is really important, and to take massive action on that. Um, we also have Saturn, Pluto, and the North Node in Capricorn all kind of moving around up in the sky, and I don't want to spend a lot of time. I could this morning, but I just want to tell you that there is powerful energy in the sky. We've got a lot of Capricorn, which is the uh, connection to our ancestors. And you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And also... <laughs> I'm just because I am a Capricorn. Because he's uh, he's my fellow Capricorn, and my moon's in Capricorn. That's okay. Uh, yeah. so there's our connection. Well, and I'm an Aries with a moon in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. It's scary, I know, but the Capricorn is our heritage. It's our mission in life, and uh, the connection to the ancestors, who we are, where we came from. Capricorns are very industrious. They like to get it done. So we've got all this going on in the sky, which is basically asking us to really ask ourselves, what is really important? What legacy do I want to leave behind? What stuff can I drop out now? Like if you were taking a trip and you had to let go of all that stuff and thank you to tidying up, right? (laughs) Who's making Goodwill very uh, prosperous these days, right? (laughs) Clean and clear it out. It is time to do it. And you're being very, very... uh, uh, supported in that so there's a square between the ancestral force of wisdom the way it's been done and your identity your individual mission in this lifetime so it's time to get on board good time for my guest to come on but I would be remiss if I didn't mention something else coming up in January of 2020 I want you to put it on your calendars January 12th 2020 Saturn is conjunct Pluto I'll talk more about that as time goes by But I'm going to tell you, this has not happened for 734 years. That's right. January 12, 2020, Saturn conjunct Pluto. It has not happened for 734 years. Saturn is the planet of maturity and responsibility. Some people call it the planet of karma. And Pluto is your reptilian brain, your survival instinct, which is also tied into karma. What could possibly happen? I don't know. Whew. We're going to have to hang around to find out. I yeah. agree. Uh, yeah. Water cooler trivia there for you if you yes. just didn't know. Do you know how many people did sign the Declaration of Independence? No. 56. It should be 57. Our guest should have been on there, too. Oh. Of course. He might have been there. He, you're absolutely he, right. He could have been. I, I'm saying he might have been. Okay. So if you're listening, you've ever wondered about the path of a soul, you've ever been told you're an old soul, if you're a soul looking for meaning to life beyond the physical, you're going to love today's show. My guest is 
my my soul brother, my amazing friend, and the simply amazing Ainsley McLeod, an internationally acclaimed past life psychic, spiritual teacher, and award-winning author of The Instruction, The Transformation, and his most recent book, The Old Soul's Guidebook, Who You Are, Why You're Here, and How to Navigate Life on Earth. Ainsley says your soul may hold the secrets to your path in life. And he has been a featured guest on Oprah's Super Soul Conversation series. And he's now a guest on my show. Ha ha! There you have it. Ainsley. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's what you get yes. for being the 57th signee. There you are. What, what, what an introduction. <laughs> How can I follow this? You know, Ainsley, I'm so happy to have you on the show, and I'm, so, I'm glad you deal with our silliness. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm very glad to be back. <laughs> it's good to have a bit of silliness. Um, yeah. I call hello you, again. Yes, hello again. And it's been a couple of years. I need to connect with you myself personally, but um, right. I sometimes call you the reluctant psychic, right? Yeah, I used to. I used to be very much, you know, kind of, you know, fell into what I do, and of course it's a little, little out of the ordinary. And, uh, yeah. I, I used to really wish there was another, another word or phrase or something a little bit more respectable. Yeah, you know, the word psychic, it's got kind of a bad rap, doesn't it? I, I kind of have yeah. a little issue with it too. I, I sometimes tell people, well, I'm an intuitive, and I go, oh, you're cheesing out, Loretta. Right, you know, you're just cheesing out. Right, yeah. Somebody told me that um, psychic was on a list of undesirable professions, along with, I, I think it was mafia boss and <laughs> prostitute or something. It was like, <laughs> right, right and, in there. <laughs> and dentist, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, the, anyway. Yeah, well, do you have it on your business card? I just want to know, you know, Ainsley McLeod, you know, psychic. Yeah. Reluctant psychic. Yeah. Actually, you know, what I did was I, I just really owned it and uh, decided, well, you know, this is what I am, and uh, yeah. just, just go for it. And um, <laughs> there was a time when my my kids, uh, they were a little bit younger. They were probably about 11 and 12 at the time, and they, they bought me <laughs> vanity plates from my car that, it reads P P five Y C H one C psychic, and uh, you know I had that sort of moment of oh God, you know <laughs> what what I actually did. I, I just decided in that moment, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm owning this. I put the plates on. I put a I put some fuzzy dice in the car as well, just so I didn't look <laughs> totally pretentious. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so psychics have children. Who knew? Yeah, right? The reluctant psychic with children. I'm just, yeah. uh, um, it's just our humor. I hope uh, <laughs> listeners are going with us on this. So, um, you know, uh, if you could just tell us the briefest little history about yourself, um, just for people who don't know, which. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. My, the, the, the one part of my potted biography that I always talk about is how I, I spent years being told I was psychic and didn't believe it. I didn't think I was at all. And um, I had a couple of uh, incidents, but one was, uh, and I talk about this all the time because it really changed my life. 
it was running into my deceased uncle in a bookstore in Hawaii, and he was there just for a moment. It was like a second or, or so, but with a message about working together. And he was the, the reason that I started just trying to communicate with the other side and found that I, I could. And, you know, before that, I'd, I'd, I'd been an artist and um, played in bands and stuff like that. And I still do these things, but, um, you know, I never really thought, <laughs> although I kept hearing from psychics and being drawn to psychics as well. Um, so I'm going to you know I never thought I had the ability. Yeah, I'm going to interrupt there because you say that so casually. I ran into my deceased uncle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in a bookstore in Hawaii for just a few moments, and then you go on. And uh, I'm just I'm just making a little emphasis, like an exclamation point, on that for the <laughs> listeners. Like, what yeah, did I you say? What? Looking back, I mean, it it, it really was kind of earth shattering, and. Uh, it woke me up, you know. It's really the, the university had been trying to get my attention for a long time. And uh, were you really aware of it at the time, or was it casual, like what you just said? Like you're like, "Oh, there's my uncle," and then later on you went, "Wait, what just happened?" Or... Well, I was actually in a really altered state, and uh, and I knew there's something. I felt there's something really weird going on. I was just mm. kind of wandering around the the shop and going, "Yeah, I feel very, very odd." And uh, then it just, you know, there he appeared for, like I say, just about a second. And I wasn't freaked out or anything, but it just really got, it woke me up, got my attention. Yeah. And it took me about another 10 days or so, and then I just sat down in a quiet room and just started talking to the other side, feeling, you know, a little bit weird, because talking to myself. And then I found that I could get information and it's kind of really the way I work now, which is uh, I get I get information in whole sentences, mm. but they're not. It's although um, <laughs> it can be described as clear audience, mm-hmm. or just a kind of knowing. And in my head, there's only that one sentence in in that moment. You know, people ask, "How do you know it's not your, you know, just your imagination?" and you know, one of the things is that I, I can't think about anything else. It's just that one thing. You know, if I'm working with somebody, I'm very focused. And uh, that's all I have there. Are you receiving that one sentence at a time then? Yeah, pretty much. And but it, yeah. I've tried different things, actually. The, the spirit world, they're quite interested in ex- experimenting when I first started. Sometimes I, I, would, I still get visuals. Uh, but back then we explored uh, that more clairvoyant thing and then put it to one side and for a little while I was getting like a ticker tape going past mm. I guess my third eye um, with nouns and verbs and that was kind of interesting and even um, I was getting sort of metaphorical images and my spirit guides and I decided very quickly that this is not working I'd have to ask people you know I'd say well I'm seeing this I have no idea what it means <laughs> it was just, my brain doesn't work that way to interpret or whoever would be saying, oh, isn't it obvious? <laughs> Not to me. So we, we dropped that. So, yes, it's this form of clear audience that I, I use now. And so you work with spirit guides and um, your uncle? You're working with your uncle? or Actually, you know, he, he and I, we, we don't really communicate um, very much. When I first started working with him, he very quickly passed me over to a level of spirit guides that I work with now. 
Okay. And they're just on a slightly different dimension. And the, the, the difference is that he is somebody who's between lives on the astral plane, which would be you know, a great source for very practical information, very sort of day-to-day kind of things. The spirit guides that I work with are on a, a level where they can see where you've been all your past lives. I'm not sure if I signed the Declaration of Independence or not. I'd like to think that I did. Uh, but they can see where you've been and where you're going and who's connected with you mm. and you know how mm. they play a part in your life. They can certainly see what's in your highest interest and um, you know help, you, help to guide you to make choices that are consistent with your soul's life plan, which we all have. We all have a plan for this life. And it's just a question of really sticking to that as much as possible while using free will. It's a little bit of a balancing act. Wow. There's so much in what you just said. Um, the soul's life plan. Does every soul have a life plan? Every soul has a life plan. Oh, wow. And we create this before we come into the world. Mm-hmm. We, we do this on the astral plane. And it, the life plan contains everything from Know, who you want to interact with, you know, other souls. Usually, as an old soul, you want to be with members of your soul family. Uh, and these are souls that you came into the world with maybe thousands of years ago, but you all came in at the same time. And you want to kind of share these experiences that you're having, uh, maybe working through karmic lessons. Um, you, you will choose your family, uh, and they'll choose you. So it's a mutual thing. That's a bit of a surprise for most people. They kind of wonder what the heck were they... Um, But you choose things like location, um, whether you're going to be a traveler, whether you're going to be an introvert or an extrovert. You choose your entire personality. And that's the thing that I find most exciting, is that you come in with this personality. I've always said that people who believe that um, children are born as blank slates have clearly never met one. (laughs) Just, you know, especially if you can compare two babies, you know, and you see how different they can be. Mm-hmm. And you, your personality is based on past lives uh, and what you've learned to be. And this is uh, all connected with soul types, which I talk about in my book, uh, because it's such a fundamentally important thing to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you really want to understand who you are, you really need to go right back to the source and figure out what you brought into this life. And... The great thing about that is that who you are is why you're here. I mean, you, would, you, you choose an appropriate personality for the voyage ahead. And so once you really get that self-awareness from knowing what you've chosen to be, then it makes it much easier to choose things like career or know who's good to have in your life or what kind of experiences mm-hmm. will enhance mm-hmm. your life mm-hmm. or, or not. Yeah, I, I'm thinking while you're talking that, um, you know, <laughs> I do hope somebody's helping us make all these choices. <laughs> and oh, maybe yeah. our soul is doing it, but we're getting help with that. And um, I also know that a lot of people talk about, um, you know, why, why is it that we come in and then we can't remember anything? So, you know, this idea of, this, of the soul's life plan or the, or the life purpose, right? Right. Why is it so hard for us to remember that? Well, there is a kind of amnesia that, that yeah. goes on, um, and that's really protective. 
you wouldn't want to remember really clearly all your past life. You know, if you think of all the grief and pain that you've experienced in this life, you know, no matter how, how good or bad this life has been, you know, we still go through some terrible emotional pain. And if you were to ca- be carrying all of that from a hundred mm. something lives, mm-hmm. including all the, the torture and you know horrible stuff that that happened, um, you wouldn't be able to function. Yeah. But yeah. what I like to see is that your destiny is not a secret. You know, it's an idea that you know somehow you know it's, it's hidden from us, and you know only certain people can figure it out. But if you know what to look for, then it's actually fairly easy. And the problem is that most of us don't really don't know what we're looking at. And that's a big part of what I try to do in the Old Souls Guidebook is is really show you what this is what your your life plan looks like. You know, these are the kind of things that 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 are in there, and you know, help it help people to identify more easily. You know, who they are and why they're here. The other thing is that um, although we say we don't remember our past lives, the I argue that we do because we carry mm. memories. The soul carries memories of past lives, and these can become triggered, and then they'll they'll come up and they'll show themselves in this life. So, and that includes um, physical issues, uh, you know, pains and areas of weakness in the body. So, those memories show up uh, all over the place. Again, we just don't don't generally know what we're looking for. Is that what you call Achilles body parts? Yes, okay. Achilles body parts, yeah. areas areas of weakness. Okay. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've worked with people who've had uh, things like uh, neck and shoulder pain comes from uh, being beheaded in a past life. And I've, I've had people uh, overcome pain very, very quickly. I mean, one person ate literally during the session. And for other people, maybe it's you know, within a couple of weeks, the chronic pain disappears. And the way it works is that your soul is holding on to these memories in the body. And by simply reminding the soul of what happened in the past life, it's able to release whatever it's holding on to. So it could be a limiting belief, uh, fear, or phobia, um, or pain, or something else. And it's able to just let these things go. And it's it's relatively simple. Mm. And, uh, you know, I help parents, for example, you know, if they have a child, let's say the child's having nightmares or uh, some night terrors or something like that, uh, then I would tell the parent what happened to the child in the past life. The parent then tells the child, that's a bedtime story, or just kind of in passing, and it doesn't matter as long as you can get it through to to the soul. The soul will be listening, and then it's able to make that connection. It's the weirdest thing, but we, uh, although you know we might have 120 lifetimes, and it's an old soul, you know you're going to have a lot of lives behind you, maybe not a lot ahead. Your soul doesn't die between lives. Mm. You know the body and the conscious mind do, but the soul is is conscious, it's aware all the way through. So to your soul, this is life number one. 
wherever you are. This could be life mm. number 79, you know, in terms of incarnations, but your soul sees it as, as one. And it's by reminding the soul of what happened in a, in a past life that it's able to go, ah, okay, I understand. It's uh, I, I don't need to worry about that. You know, that was then, this is now. It's just not so so able to do it on its own. Um, that is that is a great explanation, and the body and the conscious mind die. The soul does not die. So um, in the soul, you know, a lot of people talk about the Akasha, you know, the record of the soul. So right. all things are kept in there. I'm just being with that. So then each time the soul comes back, it is choosing that life plan that it wants to experience in that lifetime, the lifetime coming up? Yeah, so yeah. The, the soul will, yeah, yeah it, it'll, it'll look at, you know, what it's achieved. Actually, it's one of those things when you, when you, you know, pass at the end of this life, you go over to the astral plane, the first thing you do is process the mm. experience that you've had, the life, life you've had. And you're able to, on the other side, see the consequences of all your actions. Mm-hmm. Feel the emotions, other people's emotions, how you've influenced people good for good and bad, and this all adds to your your knowledge and you know your your learning and so then, when you're choosing the next life, your soul is saying, "Okay, well, we learned this, but we still need to work on this, and what would be the ideal opportunity so it's it's one of the reasons that people come in and seem to have themes in their lives. You know, I always seem to run into this. You know, I always seem to run into mm-hmm. disloyalty, or, um, or I always seem to run into um, dysfunctional partners, or whatever it might be. And if you can look at the patterns in your life, it tells you so much about what you're trying to learn. Because usually you're trying to overcome, or transcend whatever is getting in your way. Well, and uh, I, I want to bring in the concept of karma. How does karma play into all this? And and what is karma? Yeah, um, you know, there's some ideas that you know karma is um, you know punishment of some kind. Mm-hmm. But it's really just about it's a way that the universe keeps balance going. It's very interesting because the the soul is again part of its processing on the other side is, is to do with figuring out what karma it owes, what car what karma is owed to it. And then again, it will set up circumstances um, in future lifetimes to, to balance out things. Um, and that's actually pushing us around, motivating us all the time, you know, whether we whether we know it or not. Uh, I've I've seen people. I was working with somebody not so long ago uh, who I, I knew she was a physician, and she had a past life where she. She ended up as a beggar because of cataracts, mm. and mm-hmm. uh, and I said, I don't, I know it's a long shot, but I don't suppose you're an eye doctor. And she said, Yeah, actually, that's what she she did, and that was totally karmic. Mm. You know, of all mm-hmm. things that she could have chosen to to be, that was the way that she was balancing the effects of one life. She she knew what it was like to be taken off her life plan, have her life. You know, essentially ruined by something that can now be cured so easily, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. so although she wouldn't know it consciously, that's what her 
her soul was uh, pushing her to do. I, I mean, we're influenced all the time by the soul and its desires, and and it's you know particularly its need to balance karma. Yeah, to balance karma. I think that's the right word. So um, we're going to take a little station break, and this is Loretta Brown. My guest today is Ainsley McLeod, an internationally acclaimed past life psychic. He's an author. His new book, The Old Soul's Guidebook, Who You Are, Why You're Here, and How to Navigate Life on Earth. And we're going to talk more about it after the break. We'll be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Sarcoma. Odds are you've never heard that word before. But for the 40 people diagnosed with sarcoma every day, it is a life-changing word. Life-changing and devastating because sarcoma is cancer. Sarcoma is a cancer of bone and soft tissue more prevalent in children than in adults. More than 6,000 people lose their lives to sarcoma each year. Treatment options for sarcoma are limited and new therapies are desperately needed. More research and increased awareness is necessary to find a cure for a cancer that you probably didn't even know existed until now. Through awareness, advocacy, and research, the Sarcoma Foundation of America is determined to help those affected by this forgotten cancer, to bring hope to the children and adults whose lives are forever changed by a word they had never heard before. Please help us in the fight to find the cure for sarcoma. For more information on sarcoma and the work of the Sarcoma Foundation of America, please go to curesarcoma.org. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. I like it. Yeah. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show with my guest, Ainsley McLeod, author of The Old Soul's Guidebook, Who You Are, Why You're Here, and How to Navigate Life on Earth. I've got to just sit down and read it right now. You better go get it, my listeners. So I want to talk uh, more about all of this, but I think we should probably talk about old souls and young souls a little bit, Ainsley. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be- because, you know, we're we're living in a time when there's such polarization. And, uh, you know, what we see as, a, as left and right politically uh, is very much about soul age. And, you know, soul age is just based on just how often you've reincarnated. And, of course, the, the more often you incarnate, the, the more wisdom you, you develop and your, your consci- consciousness shifts. Your, your soul is looking to learn uh, some very powerful lessons, and these can be summed up 
call them paths. Mm-hmm. They also call them goals, and they call them core values. And they're the same thing. And we're we're looking to learn about the importance of love, freedom, peace, truth, justice, understanding. These higher core values. There's ten of them in all. And what we have uh, going on in the country right now, and not to get too political, but it's really affecting a lot of old souls. You know, take for example this sort of you know, post-truth era that we're in, mm-hmm. where, you know, the, the, the lies that are being spouted right now from, and you guess the source, um, are offensive to all souls because you're getting so close to really embodying the core values. You've been walking the path of truth to, towards the goal of truth to really embody the core value of truth. And so when people lie blatantly, it's an assault on the soul. And that's why you can feel it so deeply, so emotionally. Mm-hmm. One of the um, things I try to point out, because uh, I think it's so fundamental, is that the soul can't separate mind, body, and spirit. It sees those three elements as, as all one. It's, you know, it makes sense uh, from a soul's perspective. But that's why we can be um, assaulted uh, on the on the spirit level, on the soul level, and it will affect us physically. You know, you feel it in your gut, or um, you become depressed. You know, it's it, it, the whole these three parts are entwined. So it's a it's a tough time for old souls, uh, and you know, I've I've worked with people who felt really like giving up. They just you know they become despondent when they look at the injustice. Uh, you know what's happening with. You know, kids being locked up in cages and mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. It, this would never happen in an old soul world. And it's going on and people feel powerless. So, I mean, the way to deal with it is really to do something, to, to not allow yourself to go into a place of apathy or powerlessness, but to do something. You don't have to change the world, but at least be on the right side of history. You know, maybe join an organization that would support underdogs or people who are being mistreated. And often what what speaks to you is uh, something that relates to a past life. A lot of people get involved in organizations. Mm. Uh, typically it would be things mm-hmm. like um, becoming a part of Amnesty International because you were tortured and imprisoned in a past life. And so you, you your soul will resonate very strongly with the plight of those who are prisoners of conscience or something like that. So um, people who want to help orphans often it's because they were orphans themselves. You know, we 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 feel their pain because it's our it's our experience. So look around and see what really speaks to you, and you know, who would you like to help? And that, that's great because it's a, then it's what's called a spiritual act. It's um, where you heal yourself by helping those who suffer as you once did. Everybody wins. Now, you have, um, you know, and I'm just going to clarify this for listeners, you on your website, people can actually take a test to figure out how old their soul is, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, they can um, figure out their soul type. Yes, their and, soul uh, type. We're, we're actually working okay. on a soul age quiz, so there, there will be at some point. But right now we have the soul type quiz, and it's, uh, it, it's actually surprisingly accurate. You know, when I actually... We'll work with somebody and tell them their soul type and influences, and they'll say, "Well, that's you know, that's what I got from the quiz." 
So uh, you might want to check that out. Yeah, the soul type. Okay, thanks for the clarifying that. So mm-hmm. as far as soul age goes, though, because this idea that there's a lot of old souls here and you know, as an old soul, how do we recognize if we're an old soul or not? What what sets us out? And I think you said some things there, like maybe altruism or uh, yeah. compassion. Yeah, yeah. That would, you know, really, as the soul ages, it becomes more compassionate. You know, if you imagine having, if you're a very young soul, you've had a couple of lifetimes. That's all you know. You're not relating to um, so many people on the planet because you just have no experience that that would help you relate um, to them. So uh, as you get to be an old soul, you've had all these many lifetimes. And, you know, talking of immigrant children being locked up, well, it's as an old soul, you, you know, you, you'll have been imprisoned, uh, you'll, have, you'll have been a refugee, um, you, you'll have been mistreated by those in power. So it, you, your own experience will, will help you to mm-hmm. uh, take an empathic view, unless you're blocked or something like that. And not every old soul is, is going to, you know, feel this way. But but generally, that's the, the sign of uh, greater empathy. Greater Usually, empathy. Um, I mean, certainly the the age of the soul shows up at the ballot box. You know, where mm. older souls mm-hmm. tend to be more progressive and more concerned about the environment. Part of that's to do with uh, an ever-increasing awareness that you're going to be back, you know. So, and and also because of the the altruism, you want a better planet for others as well, you know. Uh, so yeah, less selfish kind of view of things uh, generally, and you know, old souls do tend to be more more respectful of others, um, more concerned with things like uh, you know learning, true knowledge, um, and, uh, you know, wanting a, a fairer, more equal kind of society as well. You know, it will bother a lot of souls, the, you know, economic inequality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's usually, you know, with, with old souls, <clears throat> because so many old souls have been, they know what it's like to be imprisoned and ha- and are enslaved. Excuse me. <clears throat> So they 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 have a a very strong desire for personal freedom, mm-hmm. and also allowing mm-hmm. other people to have that as well. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking while you're talking. Um, I think this idea of young soul and old soul to me, I think of it like uh, a child. You know, if you're a young soul, you're you're just learning these things. Like I exist, and I can I can live a, a life and and have you know be here, you know, and then as you progress through that, I think you become, you start to work on deeper things because you have greater understanding, I suppose, and I don't mean yeah. any of this with judgment. I think it's discernment. Yeah. No, I always say that, um, yeah. you know, that you should never take a superior attitude towards a younger soul because you've been there yourself. Right. And, you know, you wouldn't berate your seven-year-old because they didn't know how to drive a car. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just about you know, to just understand that the younger souls, they just lack that experience. You know, and they see things from just their perspective. Well, and I'm I'm being with the reality of, of being an old soul, li- living in a planet with young souls. We're all on the same, if I could say, playground together. 
trying right. to figure out how to get along, right? And I think that's yeah. a challenge. Well, cooperation is one of the the, the the fundamental core values, and really learning to to work together and how you know by doing that we we it, it's better for everybody. Right. But it's very hard for the younger souls to to see, have that perspective. There's really a kind of um, halfway shift, you know, between young soul and old soul. Although there are different levels, you know, you're going from level one through to level ten. Okay. Um, so you're growing all the time, but roughly around the end of the halfway mark, in level five, the perspective shifts, and the old soul has a, an, <coughs> excuse me, an ability to go inward. That's really impossible for younger souls. They're just not. Uh, they, they just don't have that. Uh, they haven't got the lessons, the, the experience to be able to do it the same. Um, so it's a kind of introspection that then helps lead to this um, greater level of altruism. Well, and I'm, I've also got a question for you, um, because I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm kind of a practical girl at the end of the day. I'm like, what if you're in a what if you're an old soul and you're in relationship with a young soul or it, it does that matter? I mean, I'm just sort of being with that a little bit. Does that have something to do with soulmates or uh, yeah. problems in yeah, the, relationships? Well, yeah. uh, you know, it certainly comes up a lot in in my work. And you know, I I will see an old soul. Usually I'm working with with a woman. And most most of my clients are women. And so she's she's complaining about the the young soul guy that seemed to be so great when they got together, but he's driving her nuts because of his inability. It's usually things like an inability to uh, go to a deeper place emotionally or be mm-hmm. there emotionally. Mm-hmm. And again, this could that lack of introspection could be a, a problem. Um, that person might seem you know, very appealing because they're, they're a good provider or something like that. And so sometimes I have to say, well, you know, it's going to be really hard because, you know, you can change some some behavior, but you can't you can't make that young soul an old soul. You can't wave a magic wand, um, but you can learn how to how to live with it. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's a compromise they're prepared to make. But most old souls are looking uh, looking to meet members of their soul family they want relationships with souls that they've known before these are old friends and if there's a, a romantic agreement between two old friends then this is definitely what you would call a soulmate mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. then of course the, you've got a greater opportunity for intimacy you can get to that much deeper place with somebody roughly of, of the same soul age Unless they're, I mean, they can be blocked. I mean, you can have past life fears, like intimacy, things that would get in the way. But generally, you've got a um, a better chance of getting what the soul really wants mm-hmm. from that uh, relationship. There is a sort of myth about soulmates that somehow you meet the soulmate and everything is just perfect. Swans <laughs> like married for life, and, and it, <laughs> you can drag all sorts of stuff in. Um, from past lives, and and of course the present life issues. You know, you make an agreement between two souls maybe before you come here, and then you meet them. There could be all sorts of things that get, get in the way. So it's no guarantee 
that it's going to work out. It's just it's just an agreement between souls that they will at least attempt to have a relationship. Right. But sometimes people feel like if they're in a relationship with a soulmate, they have to stick it out even when things are just appalling. When in fact, sometimes these the relationship will run its course, and there are other soulmates as well. So we have um, multiple agreements. Uh, and, the, and the purpose of that is really to make sure that, you know, if you, I mean, let's say you, like, there was somebody I I wrote about in, in the Old Souls Guidebook uh, who lost her soulmate very soon after they met. And, uh, and it, it's, it's been huge. I mean, for, uh, it's, it's quite a long story in the book because... Um, had such an impact on her and his um, interesting ways of communicating from the other side. But she will meet somebody else. She'll be another soulmate. It's been mm-hmm. a few years, but, you know, it's, it's time now to, to that the, the agreements will start to kick in and uh, she'll be looking for another soulmate. Very few people are meant to be alone. And I've only really met two clients mm-hmm. over the years are totally meant to be alone. They're not meant to be in a relationship. They don't want to be in a relationship. They live alone. They're really happy. And it's all it's all in their life plan. So it's not like they're they you know, they miss the comfort of having somebody around. They would just be driven nuts if they had somebody in somebody else in their lives. But right. but that's only two people out of thousands. And most people have although they want maybe they want space, they maybe don't want somebody around all the time. So um, I love this clarity about the the soulmate and that we have uh, more than one soulmate. And I want to let people know, you know, in Ainsley McLeod's book, The Old Soul's Guidebook, he actually gives you a specific way to call in your soulmate. Just saying, it's on page 159, just saying, in case you wanted to get his book and take a look. There's a lot of great exercises in your book, and I'm making people interested in that. Um, (laughs) Thank thank you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Just saying, right? And uh, you talk also in your book about past life fears, and you have a a comment. I don't think it's in this book. I think it's in your book, The Instruction, that everything you are, your personality, beliefs, aspirations, talents, and fears— is the result of your soul's many incarnations. Yep. So our past lives have a great influence on us. I think, you know, it's, it's something that I've just discovered, you know, over the years of doing this. It's almost with every day I become more and more convinced that everything is past life related. Yes. Everything. Because, yeah. you know, like, you know, right down to your taste in food or desire to go to a certain place or... Just everything, all the, all the little details of your life, you can like, you can trace the choices you make back to past lives just all the time. Well, so, I, I I even think decorating your house or oh yeah, drawn to certain styles or different sections of history. Um, oh, sure, yeah. You know, point to your past life, but I, I agree with you. I think it's it's vitally important. I wanted to uh, take a moment, and I've got so many questions. We're we've only got like three minutes left. We're not going to cover them all. Um, I would like you to talk a little bit about your old soul community and what you've set up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, this is, this is the Soul World um, 
community. Uh, and this, <laughs> this, originally, I wanted to set up something for all souls who were dealing with some of these feelings of isolation or, you know, being an old soul in a young soul world, a place where you can come. And we actually have, uh, we have, uh, every month we have a class on a different theme. We have a fast life regression. We have a long Q&A. We have daily messages from the spirit guide. It's very active, and we have a an online community as well. So it's a real, it's a place for old souls to meet and make I friends. I think it's a great and, community, much needed. Yeah, it's like a place where you can talk about spirit guides without people thinking you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, Ainsley, uh, obviously, the answer to this question, where do you get your wisdom from? Well, I just, <laughs> I get it all from, all from the spirit guides. All from the spirit guides. Does everyone have spirit guides? We've all got them. Yeah, it's just a question. Reaching yeah. out, talking to them, bringing them on board. I mean, they have nothing better to do. It's, like, <laughs> it's their purpose to help you. So, you know, they're, they're always saying to me, you know, Ah, uh, yeah. What yeah. is it that you really want people to get from your, your new book, The Old Souls Guidebook? What do you really want them to get uh, from it? I think it's really about, you know, because I, I, I think about how I wish there'd been a book like this for me, like, mm. I don't know, 40 years ago, and how different my life would have been if I'd understood that, that you know, we have a life plan or that this is what's, what's in it and this is how you can recognize who you are and so on. Um, I just think that, you know, it's about getting a better sense of self-awareness, self-knowledge, understanding why you're here, and really recognizing, too, I think it's so important that, like I said before, your destiny is not a secret. There's not some power trying to hide this from you. Um, it's, it's really the universe is trying to help you to understand, just right. knowing what to look for. Wonderful. Well, this is Loretta Brown, my guest today, Ainsley McLeod, and his new book, The Old Soul's Guidebook, Who You Are, Why You're Here, How to Navigate Life on Earth. You can find more about Ainsley and take that little test on soul type at AinsleyMcLeod.com. And I'm going to spell your name, Ainsley, A-I-N-S-L-I-E-M-A-C-L-E-O-D, AinsleyMcLeod.com. You can find out more about me, Loretta Brown, at RakeYourOasis.com. Have a great week. Look forward to 12.04 p.m. today. Love you all. Spread, it, spread love like confetti. We'll talk to you next week.